Uh, my favorite was the character greetings. I've done I've done a lot of character greetings through my time, but I like doing them with their uh, Christmas outfits, which is always funny because they have multiple. And I got like I know like forty pictures with them. Welcome back, everybody. This week's episode of the DCL Duo Podcast brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel. And we are sitting on the pool deck of the Disney Wonder, enjoying a drink of the day on our second embarkation day because this is the start of our back-to-back cruise. Took a little break from recording on the first cruise, but we're here to tell you what we thought of our first sailing on the Disney Wonder out of San Diego for a very merry time experience before we head out on our second sailing, identical sailing of a very merry time experience, uh, but over Christmas Day. We got to San Diego a couple of days earlier, I guess, got in Friday night. Our ship didn't leave until Sunday. So we had Saturday in San Diego. Full disclosure, we took it easy. We thought about going to Legoland, but we've all been kind of run down and and recovering from colds for weeks and decided just to take it easy and wander around San Diego a little bit. Uh, We got some takeout dinner from a place in Little Italy called Mama Mia's or something along those lines. I can't remember the name of it, but it was fantastic. It was a fabulous, uh, fabulous takeout meal. We had some lasagna and Sam had some chicken parm and Nathan had some pasta. So a great little spot we found on Uber Eats in uh, Little Italy and they delivered right to our hotel. So that was fantastic. And on night two, we decided to head up to Old Town and have dinner at uh, a Mexican restaurant called Casa Guadalajara. Casa Guadalajara. So uh, some really good Mexican food, which is to be expected when you're in Southern California or anywhere near (laughs) Southern California. Uh, So some great Mexican food. But otherwise, we just kind of took it easy at the hotel. Yeah, I don't think we did much. Yeah, the one thing I would say we did a couple of times was we went to this park. It's called, I think, Waterfront Park. And it's only like two blocks away from where the ship sails out of, from from the port. Nathan loves this park. It's a fantastic port. So if you've got kids and you're coming to San Diego and the weather is nice, as it usually is in San Diego, it is a great thing to do either the day before or even embarkation day morning. We did it um, before we got on the ship. And then again, actually today, after we disembarked and before we reembarked, we spent some time at the park as well. But we got up on embarkation day, had a quick breakfast, uh, wandered back over to the park, as Sam mentioned, grabbed some coffee from a local spot here that actually Steve Creasy over at the DCL podcast turned me on to Portal Coffee, which is actually right off this uh, this little park we like to go to. So had some coffee and then luggage tags applied, achievement unlocked. We were at the port, walked from the Spring Hill Suites over to the port. It is such a fast walk from Spring Hill Suites, the Intercontinental or the Wyndham right across the street to the port, uh, dropped our luggage. So in San Diego, you go past the port gate to drop your luggage and then come back outside the gate to wait in line. Usually there were two ships in port that day, which is always a little bit of a struggle here in San Diego when there's two ships at port. When the Wonder is the only ship in port, things seem to move much more smoothly. Uh, But they had lines set up for the different port arrival times and a dedicated line for concierge waited outside. I will say they were running about a half hour behind uh, port arrival times and getting people into the terminal. Once we were inside the terminal, uh, we were staying concierge. So it was pretty much a breeze through check-in security. And I think we were on the ship within about 20 minutes uh, from door to door after we got inside the terminal itself. Got on the ship, headed straight for the concierge lunch. Had a wonderful lunch. Uh, we love that concierge lunch. I had the muffalata. Sam had a chicken Caesar salad. The beef empanada is not to be missed. It's the same menu as you can get on board at the sit-down lunch on day one. Shout out to Willie. Sam had a little Oreo cheesecake there on day one. Had it again today, actually. Spoiler alert. Uh, and yeah, then we hit up our room. We were in a lovely one-bedroom suite on board the Disney Wonder for our back-to-back. Managed to get the same room on both sailings, which is great because then we don't have to pack up in between. But lovely one-bedroom suite. We did pre-purchase the holiday decor package in our stateroom, and it's really nice. It has uh, two happy holiday banners that hang from the ceiling with magnets, a really nice blanket, and a goofy scarf and a Mickey Mini reversible pillow. Sam also pre-ordered one of the nautical-themed Christmas trees, uh, which is nice. It doesn't have any lights on it, but it has some lovely Disney ornaments uh, that we can take home with us, and it's just a nice little piece of stateroom decor. We did bring our own pop-up Christmas tree, so it's really like one 
long piece of green tinsel that's reinforced with some like wire basically it folds flat and then it hangs from a stand and so we have that in our stateroom and decorated that with some ornaments and some lights that came with it quick note for people thinking about very merry time cruises over the holidays you want to decorate uh, you can't bring plug-in christmas lights those are prohibited but you can bring battery powered lights and so our christmas tree has a little battery pack light string on it we actually strung some lights around our door and some lights in our stateroom all battery powered and i'll say they've been on pretty consistently and you know the four AA batteries have been powering them just fine uh we did bring some extra batteries so you know you might want to bring some extras just in case but if you're looking to decorate your stateroom leave the plug-in lights at home no clark griswolds on board the ship so yeah after that we got settled in our stateroom we did return to the dreaded in-person muster drill and i just sorry gotta go off on a rant here terrible 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 experience i i i I hear all the reasons why Disney wants to move back to the in-person muster drill. They think it causes people to pay attention. Spoiler, does not. Half the people in the theater were on their phones and having to be reminded by cast members to put their phones away during the muster drill. People showed up late. Some people didn't show up at all, uh, which then meant we had to sit in the the theater, which is our muster station, for uh, close to an extra half hour past the prescribed time for the muster drill, which then getting to the muster drill no one seemed to know where they were supposed to go there was lots of crowds crashing into one another to get out on the open decks or into the theater which wasn't open on time for the muster drill and then afterwards because it ran so late uh, there were activities planned at four o'clock after a 345 muster drill that you showed up to and they were like 20 minutes late and there was no one there to tell you whether it was happening or not or where it was I just think that the in-person muster drill is a mess. I really wish Disney would just follow suit of the other cruise lines and maintain the virtual muster drill. I don't think it actually has any benefit for people paying attention. The thing people need to know in emergency is where to go and scanning the sign on the muster station and perhaps watching a video about how to use your life vest is going to be enough, in my opinion. So I don't know, Sam, in-person muster drill, a must do or a must don't? Well, you must do it because they will force you to do it sometime later if you don't do it on day one at 345. But it's it's terrible. It's terrible. The the thing that we had scheduled right after the muster drill. So the muster drill, as Brian said, was 345. We were supposed to go to what they advertised as just a Hanukkah service at 4 p.m. because day one of this cruise was the first night of Hanukkah. So we are actually on the wonder for all eight nights of Hanukkah, the first cruise, the first five nights of Hanukkah. And so all I'll talk a little bit about the uh, Hanukkah service and I put I'm I'm struggling to say service because it's really a Hanukkah meetup. There is no uh, Jewish clergy person. There's no rabbi. There's no cantor. There's nothing. There's no leader on the ship, nor was there even a Jewish cast member present to kind of lead a service or anything like that. So it's a self-led Hanukkah party. I'll call it that. When we showed up the first day, it was really confusing because it's in cabanas at 4 p.m. But there, as Brian said, there was no signage and there was nobody. It was, it was not clear as to where it was occurring. Thankfully, that seemed to get fixed by the very next day. But I think because of the delay in its start time, we didn't we didn't do the Hanukkah lighting until probably 430, which meant we had to miss the deck party because the deck party, the sail away party is at 430. So the first night of the Hanukkah celebration was quite disappointing, to be perfectly honest, because of the delay and the lack of communication about it. But I will say they had kosher wine. They had an electric menorah. They had dreidels. They had Hanukkah gelt, as well as a little program that has the prayers and the standard Hanukkah songs listed. And then actually by the second night, they even had latkes. Every single night they've had latkes other than the first night. And they've had both applesauce and sour cream. So uh, you can pick your topping or if you're a wild one, you can do both. I myself am an applesauce kind of a girl. So anyway, yeah, it's I would say it's been the first even though the first night was kind of disappointing and there were only us and two other families. Uh, each night after that, we've had, you know, different people and sometimes more people. And even last night we clearly had a room full of mostly (laughs) non-Jews. Just, I think, kind of wanting to see what Hanukkah was about. Um, And it's been quite a a really nice uh, way to celebrate. I did bring my own small electric menorah. As Brian mentioned, you can't have anything plug in. It's got anything light up. It's got to be battery powered and certainly no open flames. So you can't bring a a menorah that takes real candles. That is uh, not allowed. But you can bring a small battery powered light up menorah, which is what I did. 
So following the Hanukkah party, as I said, we missed out on the deck party. We did check out Sail Away a little bit um, just to sort of watch ourselves sail away, grabbed a drink in the lounge, hung out in the room, watched Zootopia for a while in particular, because that's kind of our tradition now. Yeah. And I want to say about Sail Away, we missed this. So today I am going to take the opportunity to be out on deck for Sail Away. But apparently there were boats that were playing Christmas music for us and all this sort of stuff. And so the captain was honking the Mickey horn a little bit more uh, often as we sailed away for those folks who were helping us have a festive send off. So I'm interested to see if that happens again today. So we'll be out on deck for this Sail Away, which I wasn't on the last one. So then heading into evening of, of day one, we had some really fun activities. So we first went to the Golden Mickey on Embarkation Day. That was the show in the theater. And that was fun. We went as a whole family. I think Nathan was a little bit bored with it because he's not really a show guy, but it was I enjoyed it. And then following that, we went to the atrium for the tree lighting ceremony, which I have to say was gorgeous. It was really wonderful to see them light up the tree. Did also get to see uh, some of the characters there. And then we headed to dinner in Tiana's for night one. It was not the normal Tiana's menu. It wasn't Mardi Gras night. It was the... um, let the magic begin menu. It's a decent menu, not my not my number one menu, but not at the bottom of the barrel. And then following dinner, we headed back to the atrium because they had something called I think Winter Wonderland Ball, which is where a special guest and his wife arrived from the North Pole. Spoiler alert. <laughs> And so they came out and then the Fab Five came out as well and they made it snow in the atrium. If you want to be able to touch the snow, you need to be standing on deck three in the center of the atrium. If you are watching from the balconies of deck four and five above, you will be able to see the snow very well, but you will not be able to touch the snow. Just a little warning. And then we headed to bed because it was like 1030, 1045 by the time we finished that. So the next day we woke up and we were already docked in Ensenada. We did not book an excursion, nor did we decide to get off the ship in Ensenada. Instead, we ordered in-room breakfast. And so we had our breakfast and then I headed off to get a pedicure in the spa, which was fantastic. And I have to give a shout out to Marisol because she has given me three or four pedicures on the Disney Wonder over the past year or two. So she is lovely. Nathan went to the kids club for a little bit of time. Brian ended up going to the adult pool for a little bit. And when I got out of my pedicure, I met him at the adult pool. So we had a little bit of a couple time in that area. Then when we got Nathan out of the kids club, we watched on Funnel Vision, both Finding Nemo and Cars. So we spent pretty much most of the day on the pool deck and then kind of went back to the room to get showered and ready for dinner. We did skip the show that night. There's a magician on board. Uh, I believe his name is Siegfried Tabor and we have seen him. He's great, um, but we had seen him before, so we skipped his show. And then we headed to one of Nathan's favorite events, which is Silent DJ. So we had an awesome time right before dinner, going to Silent DJ, dancing our, to our heart's content. Of course, we had to hit up the French Quarter Lounge for drinks. And then we went back to Tiana's for Mardi Gras night. The Mardi Gras night uh, was a standard Mardi Gras menu where we had, you know, shrimp and grits and the New Orleans pepper pot. We did also have the beignets for dessert as well as the bananas foster Sunday. Those are probably the highlights for me from that menu. Brian, do you have any highlights from the Mardi Gras menu? So yeah, the the main menu, it, it has some okay things on it. I think the pepper pot is a good one. I didn't have it that night. Uh, actually, I actually had, a, I think, a pretty decent salad uh, as a starter. And then I did the fish as my main course, which I do think is a good entree. But yeah, for me, I prefer kind of the alternative menu in Tiana's. I think it has some better options for appetizers uh, and such than the Mardi Gras menu. Of course, we did eat our fill of beignets. So, you know, beignets are the star of the show on that menu, in my opinion. Uh, one of the few places outside of New Orleans that has a decent beignet. Um, it's not as good as Disneyland's beignet. That's our ranking. It goes Cruise Line, Disneyland, and then in New Orleans itself. Uh, but yeah, uh, overall it was okay. I did want to say, as a general comment, and Tiana's is sparking this for me, they have really turned up the volume in some of the restaurants and lounges and kind of just throughout the ship for shows. It feels a 
louder on board than I remember in the past. And perhaps I'm just getting older, but it just it feels like it's hard to carry a conversation in the dining room when there's anything going on. And even in between like the show elements, the music just feels like it's been turned up. And I if they've done that, I hope they revert because I think it's a terrible experience to have dinner with your family and you can't even really carry a conversation because the sound is so loud. Uh, We were actually sailing with a listener, Sarah, and her father, Paul, and Sarah's daughter, Amelia. And, you know, we could tell Paul at times was struggling uh, to keep up with the conversation. And, you know, it's because it was so loud and he was at one end of the table and we were at the other. And so I I just I, I hope that they are assessing the noise levels. I've gotten more warnings on my watch on this cruise about decibel levels exceeding 90 and, you know, hearing loss from long exposure to that than I do anywhere else outside of a rock concert. So it just tells me that things have really gotten loud on board. So that's that's one comment I have. Yeah. So following dinner, we all were headed back to the room, but I stopped in the atrium because I saw that Mrs. Claus was finishing up her story time. And right after her story time, the Fab Five came out and then mingled with the crowd for some pictures. So so I did get a few pictures with the characters, just a couple of selfies uh, on my phone and also got a couple of pictures. Sarah and I got a couple of pictures with Chip and Dale as well as Minnie Mouse. And they were all in their Christmas outfits. And what was nice about this is they were in their, I'm going to call them the casual Christmas outfits because there are formal Christmas outfits, at least for Mickey and Minnie and casual Christmas outfits. The casual Christmas outfits are like sweaters, which I prefer. I think those outfits are cuter than sort of the formal wear. But yeah, that was kind of the end of, of night two. Yeah, I just want to piggyback on something Sam said about the character I, th- I think the Christmas stuff on board has been really spectacular. I know Sam mentioned that we did the the two Christmas events in the atrium and Elsa's there and makes it snow or Elsa or Anna. Elsa. Elsa's there and makes it snow. Lots of characters. The gingerbread house is amazing. The tree is amazing. So we had done a very merry time cruise in the past, but it was like at the restart of the pandemic and it was really, really pared back. It's great to see so many elements of it coming back. And so uh, or back. I think everything is just essentially back to normal on board. Board. And so I, I, it, it's great. It is fabulous. If you have not done a very merry time cruise, I think Disney knows how to celebrate Christmas really, really well and decorate for it. And so it's just been I think it's been great. I, I think the very merry time elements on this cruise have been fantastic. So that brings us to day three, which was a sea day. And Nathan and I got up early. Well, we had again in room breakfast Then Nathan and I got up early to go check out the crafts, the holiday craft activity in the French Quarter Lounge. It was one of these um, you kind of cut out uh, Mickey and Minnie and they are these little like I'll call them paper dolls. Anyway, we ended up taking the crafts with us to go because Nathan wasn't really interested in sitting in the French Quarter Lounge. He kind of wanted to spend some time back in the room watching Mickey cartoons. So we did some crafts in the morning for a little bit. Then we went back out to the pool deck because it was a nice day, although it was kind of windy. Nathan spent lots of hours in the pool and we watched Inside Out on Funnel Vision. And then we were lucky we had a Apollo lunch that day or brunch technically but it was really lunchtime. And uh, Nathan went to the kids club during that time. He seemed to enjoy the kids club. He It didn't seem like he made friends in the kids club. However... As Brian mentioned, we had another family sailing with us that we, you know, sat with at dinner and he did eventually over the, you know, first couple of days become friends with Amelia and ended up spending some time with her in the kids club as well as spending time with her around the ship. So that afternoon we did some more pool time and then Brian and I that evening before dinner, after getting ready, had a mixology. I'll let Brian talk about mixology. Yeah, I've heard a ton about mixology and I've done some drink tastings on board before and some of them have been sort of hit or miss. And so I was skeptical going into mixology about what it would be like and if it would be good and that sort of thing. And I will say, I think mixology blows the regular drink tastings out of the water. It was just really, really fun. The bartender has a lot of, I think, control over what gets served. She put together a lot of really fun cocktails and actually she had one signature cocktail that she had put together on another cruise line that won her a competition across the different bartenders 
contenders of that cruise line and landed it on the menu. And so it was just, it was really, it was really good. I thought we learned uh, some interesting facts about the different liquors that she was using and and how she thinks about making mixed drinks and that sort of thing. And so uh, I really enjoyed Mixology. And what I like about it is its repeatability because each bartender kind of gets to do their own slate of drinks. And so I think you could go to a different Mixology class and get something totally different. Whereas I think some of the other tastings, you know, champagne tasting is probably going to be pretty close on each of the ships just because of the champagne that they can bring on board or restock. Some of the other liquor tastings might vary to different bourbons and things. But again, I think they're much more confined to what they can present you because of what they've procured for the ship. And so with mixology, though, it's kind of no end to the kinds of drinks that they could mix together for you to taste. And so I think it, it's repeatable. Uh, and I would I would certainly be interested in doing it, uh, doing it again. I don't know. Maybe we'll stop by the concierge lounge and see if they've got any open spots on mixology on this cruise. I don't know. Shout out to Daniela who ran the mixology class. I thought it was fabulous and we would definitely do it again. So very knowledgeable, very, very fun. I'm going to pass it back to Sam because next topic on the list is Frozen and uh, people know you don't want to hear my opinions on shows. Yeah, so this is night three. We had Frozen in the main theater in the Walt Disney Theater. This on the Wonder, Frozen is hands down my favorite of the stage shows. I have seen it, I don't know how many times at this point, between The Wonder and The Fantasy, because it's actually on both of the ships, and it did not disappoint. It was a wonderful show. It's got amazing effects, great costumes, fantastic um, performers, just cannot say enough good things. Uh, And then we headed to uh, the French Quarter Lounge for some drinks. This is, I I must say, other than like the concierge lounge, which of course we like because we get free drinks there, but, or I should say included drinks there. But honestly, the French Quarter Lounge is probably my favorite bar space on this ship. I love the theming. The drinks are fantastic. I, I very often get the hurricane. Brian likes to drink a Bita beer, which they have at least by the can, not always on tap, but they always have it um, in the French Quarter Lounge. And we had such a lovely conversation with one of the server slash bartenders in the French Quarter Lounge. His name is Cyrus and he's from the Philippines. And I just loved chatting with him and learning about his family and talking about where he's from. It it was just quite amazing. Honestly, it was just a really like meaningful uh, conversation and experience. And I hope for all of you listening, if you're ever on a Disney cruise, that you invest the time and effort in getting to know some of these crew members who are working so very hard to give you a great vacation, uh, but they are away from their families. And that becomes more poignant for us as we're sailing this holiday season, we're sailing you know, on Christmas, and all of these folks most of whom celebrate Christmas are away from their families uh, during this time of year. So shout out to to them and thanks to them for making our experience a memorable one. So following the French Quarter Lounge, we headed to Triton's for dinner. It was the standard Triton's menu. So we're talking escargot and Chateaubriand and French onion soup. Um, This is always a a great menu. I I have to say food quality in Triton's was... Other than Paulo, the best we had, not that we didn't have a good experience in Tiana's or in animators, but the food quality in Triton's was just kind of blew them out of the water, to be perfectly honest. So, uh, yeah, so that was night three. And then we headed to bed after Triton's. It's been honestly, like I said, it's a late night. And so then the following day was Cabo. Yeah, so Cabo is a tender port. And so that means you have to get on a boat to get from the Disney boat, which is anchored in the harbor into the the port. Uh, So we had to tender in. We did do a shore excursion, a Disney shore excursion called Salsa e Salsa or Salsa and Salsa. Uh, so after tendering in, we had like maybe a 10 minute bus ride from the port to the Playa Grande Hotel, which is right on the ocean. And we're led into kind of a private dining area to do the Salsa y Salsa excursion. The excursion was about three hours long once we were off the boat. And so, you know, add another 20 minutes uh, for the tendering each direction. I would say getting off the boat on the tender was pretty fast, especially with a shore excursion. And they had a nice big boat to uh, take a bunch of people off. The excursion itself was a lot of fun. Nathan was skeptical going into it, but actually said he liked it at the end. And what we ended up doing was making two kinds of margaritas 
one we made at the table we were at using like fresh limes and tequila and salt and that kind of stuff, lime juice. Uh, the kids had a special drink that they made as well that was a mocktail kind of drink. Uh, they made some strawberry margaritas at a big table up front uh, using all kinds of liqueur and fresh strawberries. And then we made a bunch of different salsas, including a red salsa or a salsa roja, uh, a green salsa or a salsa verde. We made guacamole, which they considered salsa because salsa is the generic word for sauce, essentially, in, in Mexico. And so uh, we made a guacamole. Uh, we made a fresh salsa or what would be called a pico de gallo or in Mexico, a Mexican salsa or salsa salsa de Mexico because it's the same colors as the Mexican flag. And then we used uh, some pineapple and basically another version of pico de gallo to have a, a, a tropical salsa. And then we rounded everything out with a dessert salsa, which was made from a liqueur, the name of which escapes me, but reminded me a lot of like a horchata or something like that with liquor in it and some fresh pineapple and apple that we poured over ice cream, essentially. So uh, it was really delicious. They served chips to dip in the salsa. They had some taquitos and some quesadillas. I'll say the plates of food were actually kind of small. You're really fending yourself off with the chips, which I don't know, after... After eating all those chips, then we were supposed to learn how to salsa dance. And I was like, man, I wish they'd reverse this order because after eating chips and salsa, I really, really wasn't uh, looking for salsa dancing. But Sam did some salsa dancing. I'll let her talk about that in a second. I'll also flag that for the excursion itself, they had basically unlimited margaritas and the glasses were always full, leaving several at our table to wonder how many margaritas they thought they had they had had. The margaritas were pretty weak. So, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't like you were drinking lots and lots of alcohol. But still, if your glass is never empty and you're constantly sipping on it, it was a lot. Uh, they did have a card at the table that you could use to cut somebody off for a little while. <laughs> we should have given it to Sam, quite frankly. But yeah, it was a fun excursion. Last thing I'll say is uh, when we got back to the port, there was quite the line to get on the tenders. And it was a little frustrating because we were watching the folks who were on the carnival ship that was docked at the same time basically get on these large, large tender boats. And so they were getting ferried out to their ship much faster than we were. Disney only had the small tender boats. And it was, you know, probably a 20 minute wait at the port to get on a tender boat to then take, you know, another 10 or 15 minutes to get back to the ship. So that was not ideal in my mind. It hasn't been our experience in the past in Cabo. So I don't know if it was about availability of those larger boats or Disney cost cutting and going with a different contractor or something. But it was a really long time to get back to the ship uh, after we were done for the day. I also just as a side note uh, on the itinerary itself. So in the past, we've done this itinerary. We've left San Diego and basically booked it on the first night down to Cabo. We go as far south as we needed to get. Generally, it's, you know, you're sailing really fast on the first night, a sea day the second night, then Cabo, then a sea day, then Ensenada. And then the ship is within striking distance of San Diego once it's in Ensenada. And so they can just take kind of a leisurely sail uh, to, uh, from Ensenada to San Diego. Uh, this time they're, they're going from San Diego to Ensenada and then hauling down to Cabo and then giving themselves very little time to get back. And so, you know, what flows from that are a couple of things. One, the ship is moving much faster. The decks are a little windier and the ship is, you can feel the vibration. And then the second thing is, you know, we left Cabo at like, I think all aboard was three o'clock. And so when you're getting in at you know, eight o'clock and, and leaving at three and you're doing an excursion that takes four hours. Like we had almost no time to explore uh, the downtown area. I was actually trying to find some Wi-Fi, but at that point I was like, I can't, I'm going to spend so much time walking to get to like a Starbucks or something to use their Wi-Fi. Like I'm cutting it really close to being back on board on time. So I wish that they hadn't done the itinerary the way they've done it just because I think you get less time in Cabo, which Cabo is the best port stop on this itinerary. Ensenada is really just kind of an industrial port. If you're doing a Disney excursion, that's going to take you away from Ensenada out into wine country or La Bufador or something like that. That's that's okay. But like the immediate area in Ensenada just to be off the boat is not, in my opinion, very great. So, uh, so anyway, the itinerary here is a little awkward. And so if you're thinking about doing a very maritime cruise, just, just know that that may be part and parcel of uh, how they're doing it to get the boat kind of on the right schedule so that you're not in a port on Christmas Day, which uh, everything will be shut down, um, you know, or most things will be shut down on Christmas Day. So I think that's probably why they did it. At the same time, I think, you know, it's it's led to some really weird kind of things uh, in terms of port arrival, port departure, and then how fast we have to move to get between places. So. so you wanted me to talk about salsa dancing, right? Okay. So yeah, salsa dancing after we ate tons of salsa and chips was fun. I agree with Brian. I was, uh, I had a little bit 
maybe too many margaritas at that point, but it's probably good for giving me a little liquid courage on salsa dancing. Quite fun. It was, you know, simple moves, just kind of side to side, forward, back. They did, you know, one move where you did a turn, one move where you kind of crossed your, you know, stepped across to salsa. It was really nice, though. And Brian even got up and danced with me when it was partner dancing and he, you know, spun me a few times. So that was, yeah, it was a good time. And it was a beautiful resort. I have to say, if I was going to come back to Cabo and I needed a place to stay, the Playa Grande Resort looked really, really quite nice. So when we did get back on board the ship, we headed to the room just to get changed for some time at the pool because it was a beautiful day. It was warm in Cabo. The weather was perfect for, you know, being on deck, getting in the pool. We spent, like I said, a couple of hours on the pool deck for a like basically sail away and then getting Nathan some dinner while on the pool deck. And then we headed inside ourselves to get dressed for dinner and drop Nathan off at the kids club because we had hollow dinner that night. So it was Brian, myself, uh, Sarah and Sarah's dad, Paul. And the reason we chose that night was because it was the pirate night and we wanted to skip the pirate menu. We will hit the pirate menu on this second cruise. But then one negative about this that we did not realize, which is on a five night itinerary, because of all of the shows that they're doing in the theater and whatnot, the pirate deck party ends up in between dinner. So pirate deck party was at 7.30 p.m. So we totally missed it because we were in Palo. And that meant fireworks were at 8.05 p.m., which would have been right before our second, our dinner seating at 8.15. But again, we were in Palo. So we missed both the pirate deck party and the fireworks. I will say while we were at Palo, though, we did get a message from Nathan that he and Amelia were or a message from Amelia. I should say that he and uh, that Amelia and Nathan were in the kids club. And Amelia was wondering if Nathan could be checked out of the kids club so that they could go explore the ship together. Now, we had not ever before given Nathan check in check out privileges. But actually, we're going to do that on this cruise because he did so well. I mean, he's nine years old. Amelia is about 10 and a half. And she had check-in, check-out privileges. And so the two of them just kind of roamed around the ship. They went and got lollipops. They went and got candy canes. You'll hear a little segment from the two of them in just a little bit about what they did, though. Actually, I think we'll take a break right here and let you hear from the kiddos all about their cruise. Okay, we are sitting here in the French Quarter Lounge on the Disney Wonder, and I have with me two very special guests. I have Amelia and Nathan. For those of you who've listened to the show before, of course, you know Nathan. He has been a regular guest guest on our show. Um, and Amelia it will be new to our audience, but Amelia and her mother and grandfather sailed with us on this cruise. And so we're sitting here and I wanted to get I want to get the kids take on, you know, kids clubs, pool deck and just kind of favorite things from this cruise. So I'm going to start with Amelia and ask her how she likes the kids clubs on the Disney Wonder because she was able to go to both the Oceaneers Club and Lab as well as Edge. Um, hi, uh, my name is Amelia and I sailed on A Very Merry Time on the Wonder and I'm 10 and I have the privilege to go to Oceaneers Club which is 3 through 12 and Edge, which is 11 through 14. And with extra permission, I was allowed to go to the Edge by signing a waiver. The Oceaneers Club is uh, divided into two sections with a tunnel in between them. And they're themed really well. The Oceaneers Club is themed on Marvel, fairy tales, Frozen and books. The lab is like you're in a a lab, I guess. <laughs> in a submarine. I don't know. The overall experience was really good. I think the crowds weren't high and uh, there is always something to do. Cool. I love it. What did you think of the Edge on this trip? I know you have been able to go to Edge on other cruises. What do you think of the Edge space and the experience there? Um, I really like the Edge, but I'm a little young for it. And the space is good. It has three big screens, but the room is very small. 
I noticed through this cruise there were a lot of older kids and it was very packed at many times. So I didn't spend as much time in the edge as I usually did. Great. All right. Let's hear from Nathan about his experience in the kids club. If he had a good time, what kinds of activities he got up to. Here you go, Nathan. I think the kids club is good. There's lots of things to do. They have iPads with all kinds of games. And there's Andy's room in the in the Oceaneer Club. They also have a Marvel area. And in the Oceaneer Lab, they have Mario Kart. Uh, they have draw- two drawing areas. They also play movies in both of them. And yeah, it's really fun. There's also... There's also lots of other kids to play with. What was your favorite part on this cruise? Probably the pools. So you really like the pools. What do you like best about the pools? That I can swim around and the hot tub feels nice. Amelia, what did you think about the pools? Um, I think they were really nice and not as deep, but I like them and I can swim and watch TV and um, go on a water slide and come right back. I want to hear specifically about that water slide, the twist and spout that you guys went on, I know, several times today, actually. Tell me, uh, do you like the twist and spout? Is it fun? Is it too scary? Is it too mild? Give me your review. Um, the twist and spout is probably made for everybody. And yeah, any age, you can go on it. It's not scary, I don't think, in my perspective. It's uh, also not as mild, not very mild. It's a little short, but I like it that way. The lines were actually really good. I like there were about like seven people in line, not like sometimes there's like 20. Okay, now I've got to ask you what your favorite thing about this cruise was. Favorite thing you got to do on the whole cruise, favorite experience, could be anything you did on this cruise. Just give me, if you only, if you have more than one, that's okay too. But tell me what were your favorite thing or favorite things on the cruise. We'll start with you, Amelia. Uh, my favorite was the character greetings. I've done, I've done a lot of character greetings through my time, but I like doing them with their uh, Christmas outfits, which is always funny because they have multiple. And I got like, I know, like 40 pictures with them. You did get a lot of pictures. I was pretty impressed the way you were going around getting characters. I want to ask Nathan about his favorite experiences or or things that he got to do on this cruise as well. Probably one of my favorite things was exploring with Amelia. We got to walk around the ship and go all kinds of places. We got ice cream. We explored the stateroom hallways. We looked at the decorations on people's doors. We watched a movie on Funnel Vision. We got candy canes and lollipop. And I think that's it. Yeah, now you want you want your own check-in, check-out privileges in the kids' club, right? Yeah. What do you think about the twist and spout, Nathan? It's fun, although the line moves very slowly. Because we were waiting there like five minutes before we could go on. And there were only like three people in front of us. Excellent. So the last question I want to ask you both about is we went on an excursion together called Salsa and Salsa or Salsa y Salsa, if you're going to say it in un Espanol. This was in Cabo San Lucas. And I'm curious as to what each of you thought of the excursion. Amelia, we'll start with you. What did you think? Uh, I really liked it. We made four different kinds of salsa. I kind of thought that a lot of them were hot and spicy, but I really liked them. The guests were really nice, and they gave people hats and stuff, and I got picked to go up onto the stage to make salsa, and I got to wear a giant sombrero and um, make salsa. I think without my mom chopping everything, grinding everything, I don't know if I did very good, but I uh, I really liked it, and um, I thought it was a good experience. I think it was good. The salsa was delicious. We got to make lots of salsas. I forgot the names of most of them, but I remember one. We got to make guacamole, and also we got to eat all our salsa with chips. 
chips, and the salsa was very spicy. And also, we, we did learn to dance salsa. I didn't do much of the dancing. I mostly spectated, and I think that's it for me. Okay, so there's been a special request for a little rapid fire as we sit here in the French Quarter Lounge, and so I'm going to ask Amelia and Nathan... First, I'm going to ask some general Disney favorites, and then I'll ask a couple of Disney Cruise Line favorites, since both of these individuals are experienced platinum Disney cruisers. Okay, Amelia, who is your favorite Disney character? Uh, Stitch, the fuzzy animal. Mickey? Actually, no, Pluto. Pluto's my favorite, because he's a dog. Perfect. All right, we'll start with Nathan for this second question. What is your favorite Disney movie? Uh, Inside Out, probably. Wally is used to be my favorite, but is now kind of my second favorite. Uh, I like Hercules, and I also really like Lilo and Stitch. Those are excellent ones. Okay, favorite Disney song? My <laughs> favorite song is Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. And surface Pressure from Encanto, even though I haven't watched the movie. Yeah, you do love that song and listen to it on YouTube a lot. All right, we've got a band about to play, so I'm going to just ask one more question. I'm going to ask the question I like to ask at the end of my rapid fire, which is, what is your bucket list cruise? If you could go anywhere in the world on Disney Cruise Line, where do you want to go? Let's start with Amelia. Hawaii and Australia. Tokyo so I can go to the Nintendo theme park. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you guys for playing our abbreviated version of Rapid Fire. We very much appreciate it. It's been wonderful sailing with the both of you and uh, happy travels. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action to thank our amazing show sponsor over at My Path Unwinding Travel. We have really come to love all of the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel who you've heard on this show. So many of their agents have been on the show sharing their great experiences with concierge sailing, adventures by Disney, and just unique sailings across the Disney portfolio. And so have really come to rely on their expertise as we think about our own vacations, questions we've had about sailing concierge for the first time, questions about unique itineraries, and they are just so knowledgeable, so friendly, so giving of their time. My Path and Winding has some fabulous Facebook groups out there that you can join around concierge sailing, the Disney Wish, the Disney Treasure, just all kinds of great groups where they answer questions from people who haven't even booked vacations with them. So love, love, love the great experience, expertise, friendliness of My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you are thinking about booking your next Disney Cruise Line vacation, maybe been thinking about taking the leap and upgrading to concierge or have been eyeing some special adventures by Disney trip or really just want to benefit from the knowledge and expertise that a great travel expert can provide, highly recommend heading over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. And with that, back to our episode. All right, we're back and I'm handing off to Sam to start talking about day five. Okay, well, day five was the last day of the last full day of the cruise, which was another sea day. As Brian mentioned, it was San Diego, Ensenada, sea day, Cabo, sea day, San Diego. That's our that's the itinerary for both cruises. So it was nice to have a full day at sea. That day we did some had some breakfast in the room again. I did some laundry that morning. I am going to tell you all do not do laundry on the last full day of the cruise. I told Brian I should do it on embarkation day, not on the last day of the cruise. And he's like, oh, no, it's only a five day cruise. Nobody will be in the laundry room. It'll be totally fine. He was wrong, 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 wrong. So anyway, uh, I was able to do laundry, though. We spent some time at the pool, grabbed some lunch by the pool. And then I had to go see the Broadway guest artist. So for those of you who listen to our show regularly, I am a musical theater nerd. I'm obsessed. I see all the shows while we're on board. But one of the things I also love to do is to go see the Broadway guest artist presentation. So Matt Hill, who was in the national tour of Les Mis and who apparently used to be a Disney Cruise Line uh, cast member, uh, mostly in like leadership roles like dance captain and stage captain roles was a Broadway guest artist. So he played Olaf in the main stage show Frozen. 
And then he played some of the characters in Disney Dreams, which was uh, later that night. But he did a presentation basically talking about, you know, how he got started in theater, the progression of his career. And then he answered a bunch of questions from the audience, uh, you know, mostly about, you know, what it's like to be a stage performer on a Disney cruise line ship. So it's pretty awesome. Again, spent some time at the pool in the afternoon and then went back to get, you know, changed and ready for dinner. I went to see Disney Dreams last night on my own while the boys hung out in the room. Brian was working on editing our podcast, to be perfectly honest. And so Disney Dreams, it's a a really fun show as well. Some really wonderful um, cast members. There's some scenes that I love, especially the Rapunzel scene. Uh, scenes, I should say. But yeah, it's just a it's a really fun show. I won't give too much of a spoiler, except to say it's about a girl who's about to start middle school. And she with some help from uh, from Peter Pan, she figures out a way to sort of, I don't know, capture the magic. Let me say it that way. So then we headed to the French Quarter Lounge once again for some pre-dinner drinks. And actually, that's where we did some recording with the kiddos, as you just heard. Yeah, and I just want to say, French Quarter Lounge on this ship, not to be missed. It's so well-themed and so well-done. So if you've not sailed on the Wonder and you're looking at sailing on the Wonder, between Tiana's Place and the French Quarter Lounge, I think it's an excellent restaurant and uh, an excellent bar space. And they have had some just really, really fabulous live music on board, both in the lounge and around the ship this sailing. And so uh, Sam may have mentioned this earlier and I missed it, but the live performances on board from the musicians have been fabulous. And so... Being able to sit in the French Quarter Lounge, listen to some music, uh, have a drink has been great. Again, sound volume's a little high on it. I wish it was more like background music and not like a concert, but otherwise it's been really, really great. They are a little lacking on the onboard beer selection for the French Quarter Lounge. Uh, they had a no beer on tap, period. And they had some of the Abita products were out of stock, which just, you know, it's making me wonder now that the wonder is not going to be out of New Orleans again this year, how they will kind of keep up with some of the things that they have brought into that lounge experience that are sort of direct from New Orleans. A beat of beer is a local beer. And so I, I, I think it would a little bit degrade the experience if some of those touches around things that you would get in New Orleans being on the ship are taken away simply because they can't restock because the ship's never going back that direction. So uh, just want to keep my eye on that. I am planning to check this evening to see if they reprovision for draft beer in the French Quarter Lounge because I think it's I think it's a really bad thing when you show up to one of the bars on board and you can't get draft beer. So we'll check that out later, but just wanted to put a plug in for the French Quarter Lounge. After French Quarter Lounge, we headed to Animator's Palette for dinner. We did get the Animation Magic Show. And so uh, I think that's a great, great show. It's always fun to see and a real crowd pleaser. And it changes every time because everyone's drawings change. And so you get just really fun to see what everyone else has come up with. So love, love that show. Food was good. Uh, Did do the truffle Presets, which have become a bit of a lightning rod on our show, apparently. But the uh, truffle presets were excellent. Although we did, I, I did send a note to Josh to let him know we did have a guest at our table who did not enjoy the truffle presets, albeit she was 10 years old. So Josh did write back to let me know. He was somewhat offended if I was comparing his taste palette to that of a 10 year old. Josh, you're in good company. Amelia is a fantastic guest. Uh, and so. And a great eater, very adventurous. So there you go. There's two people that we've met out of the thousands who've been listening who don't like the truffle presets. Uh, Still believe you're in the minority, but maybe folks can let us know if we're wrong there. But fabulous meal at Animator's Palette. I got to put a plug in for the Sundays at the various restaurants. I think sometimes they're an overlooked dessert because everyone's going for the signature dessert or something else. I got to tell you, every Sunday that I have had on this cruise uh, has been fabulous. And I always love how adventurous they get with the Sundays. So I did have a really good Sunday. I'm forgetting. I think it was in Tiana's place on the first night. It was a mint chocolate chip Sunday, and it was really, really good. And I don't usually don't eat mint chocolate chip ice cream. So just want to put a quick plug in for those Sundays. So anyway, Animator's Palette was fantastic. Uh, after Animator's Palette, I went to Shutters to purchase some cruise photos. Uh, and it was actually great because the woman at Shutters just did everything for me when I told her, I you know, here's I want to buy the package of 10 photos and here's the 10 photos I want. She's like, can I take your phone and I'll get them all downloaded? Uh, maybe she stole 
stole my credit card. I don't know. I'm kidding. She 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 was just sitting there downloading all the photos. So when she handed my phone back, she's like, your purchase went through. Your photos are downloaded. Have a great day. And so I, I thought that was really nice and helpful. Sam did a little recording with, uh, with Sarah to talk about her thoughts on the cruise. So I think now would be a good time for us to pause and let you hear from Sarah about what she thought from her cruise. Okay, so I am here with our friend Sarah, who we met through Facebook because she listens to the show. And then we met in real life on board and we've been eating with Sarah and her daughter, Amelia, and her father, Paul, uh, every night, including when we went to Apollo with uh, with Sarah and Paul. And uh, I wanted to get some of Sarah's reviews of this cruise. Maybe it'll give us like a top three highlights and maybe like one or two areas for improvement. I'm going to have you start with areas for improvement first so that we can end on a positive note. <laughs> All right. So overall, I thought it was a really good cruise. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of the longer cruises, but this five nights is, is pretty nice. And I even said partway through that I thought the flow of this itinerary was really great, where we had boarding day, then a port day, then a sea day, then a port day, then another sea day. Like, it just flowed really, really well. But a couple things that that I think, one that's kind of fresh in my mind, the food tonight and animators, I think everyone at the table felt like it, it was a little lacking. Stuff that, that we, other than the pasta percets, things that we all count on as pretty solid standards just weren't their normal quality tonight. So that was a little bit of a disappointment <laughs> for the last meal of the trip. The other thing is the holiday character opportunities. You know, there were there were only a couple times to see Santa and Mrs. Claus, only a couple story times with Mrs. Claus. And then even by this morning, the characters had all taken off their Christmas outfits and were all back in their cruise outfits. And I thought they should have kept their Christmas outfits on until this evening or until the Till We Meet Again show, something like that. I mean, if you're on a maritime cruise, that that's part of the atmosphere is being able to do some of those holiday things. You know, some of the activities have ended post-COVID. And I guess I, we stay so busy, I don't know that we would have made it to, <laughs> to a house decorating. But, but just sort of keeping that holiday cheer a little longer throughout the cruise, I think that would have been nice. All right. So those are the couple of the lowlights. I have to agree with you on on both of them for sure. Just for our audience, this we are recording on the last night of the cruise. So this is kind of perfect getting all of Sarah's reviews at the end here. So what were give me like maybe three top top three highlights from this cruise? So so highlight number one would be the holiday activities the first night. The tree lighting and the Wonderland ball were both I mean the tree Tree lighting took my breath away. It was so beautiful. And so just the atrium decor and those two opening night holiday activities. And I mean, they just set the bar high. They were they were beautiful. And then I think the second a second highlight for me would have been dinner at Apollo, even though we've done brunch lots of times. It was our first dinner at Apollo. And it was it was so good. <laughs> It was so good, and uh, we 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 appreciated being led by you about what was what was the what were some of the best things. But it was it was fabulous. Um, the third, actually, you know, we did two excursions. We did a private excursion in Ensenada, and then we did the salsa e salsa in Cabo. And both excursions were really excellent. I felt like. We got good value for our money and we had a ton of fun. Uh, and I definitely I definitely thought our experience on excursions was excellent for this trip. Any special moments that you can think of from this trip? You know, this was really nice multi-generational for you, right? You had your daughter with you and your father with you. I think it's so nice that you all are cruising together. But any special moments between you all, maybe? It was nice. We had connecting staterooms. And so we had some some downtime. I... 
I I declared today the day of Christmas things. And so we wore matching Christmas shirts and, and all this stuff. And and even though it was way too early and I was not awake yet, my, my dad and my daughter were in my room singing Christmas carols like right as they woke up. And I was a little crabby about it because there was no coffee. But still, it's a I mean, it's a super happy memory to have. And then, uh, you know, and just these these trips are so special. Amelia is getting older. She's a tween. And, you know, those those mom daughter times where you can see still see the kid in her and the joy of being a kid. Those times seem to be getting fewer and fewer. So those were really special to me. Honestly, I loved seeing her and Nathan hang out. It was so much fun uh, to see her make a friend and see them have so much fun together. And and her, you know, I mean, she's a big planner and she was and when when the option would come, like do this activity or hang out with Nathan, she's like, oh, well, I've got to go hang out with Nathan. <laughs> so that was super fun for me as a parent to have my to have a friend on board, because by the end of this trip, I definitely consider you guys friends. And and then to have her have a friend on board, it was a blast. So. I love that. And I have to say, I loved watching her like plan out how when I say her, I mean, Amelia, I loved watching her plan out what characters she was going to see and when it was really cute to watch. And I love how much time she did spend with Nathan, like by like day three, they were buddies and chatting and wanting to do things together. And I I love that. I think especially being out at Cabo together, doing the salsa excursion together, they sat next to each other. And I feel like that that really kind of fostered the friendship even more. So it was lovely to watch. Also loved sailing with you, Sarah. This has been super fun. I hope we get to sail with you again. But yeah, I've loved this cruise and I'm happy that we have another five nights, but I wish you all were staying with us for another five nights. (laughs) Very much. (laughs) All right. Well, that will end my segment here with Sarah. All right, we're back. Uh, Yeah, so after Sam recorded with Sarah, she hit up the atrium for a little bit of a show. I caught the very beginning of it as I was in the elevator heading back up to the room with Nathan. uh, So I could actually, I was meeting Nathan at the room since he was out exploring the ship. And so I wanted to get back to the room to meet up with him and start to get him ready for bed. But Sam, you caught a little bit of a show in the atrium. Yeah, so the show in the atrium is is the Till We Meet Again. But Till We Meet Again is usually just the Fab Five. This one was a little bit different because it was a maritime theme till we meet again. So we actually got a little bit of Jingle Bells sung by the Carolers and I think another song sung by the Carolers, but I can't remember what it was, to be perfectly honest. We had Santa and Mrs. Claus. We had the Fab Five plus Stitch plus Chip and Dale. And then uh, we also had a whole bunch of princesses. So it was a really nice till we meet again. And then the characters came out for like a mingle, I think, right. It was right before or right after. I can't remember at this point. But yeah, they um, there were several times where the, with the evening atrium events where the characters did some kind of show and then came out and mingled for, you know, 10 minutes and, and took, you know, selfies and whatnot. The photographers were no longer out for sort of the posed pictures. But it's a really great opportunity to meet characters if you didn't go to the specific uh, character meet and greet times. But all in all, I agree with Brian. It was a fabulous cruise made even more fun by having another family to share, you know, our table with. We had just a a really great time getting to know Sarah and Paul and Amelia and a fabulous cruise and looking forward to the next one as we sit here on the pool deck and embarkation day. Yeah, so I'm not letting Sam off that easily. I want to do my own version of rapid fire here, but not our traditional rapid fire. I want to ask Sam top three things that you enjoyed from the last cruise? Ooh, this is so hard. Always so hard. And why is one of them the massage you had in the spa? (laughs) No, I didn't have a massage in the spa yet. I have a massage in the spa coming up on this cruise. So I had a, a wonderful pedicure and a wonderful facial. I, I'm going to say the pedicures in my top three because I got my pedicure by Marisol, who I have, you know, a relationship with having had multiple pedicures from her in the past and just really enjoy getting to chat with her and visit with her. Um, okay. So that's a number. That's one of the, my top moments. I would say dinner at Palo was probably top moment number two. These are in no particular order. Um, One, we had fabulous food, of course, at Palo, which was great at brunch as well. But we also had great company at dinner. Not to say you're not good company, Brian. I'm terrible company. (laughs) 
I, you're good company, but it was nice to, you know, ha- be able to sit with two other adults and get to know them more. And Not three other adults. It was two other adults because I count as a child. I need a booster seat and some mac and cheese stat. No, that's not what I meant. I mean, two uh, adults in addition to the duo, right? So anyway, it was just really nice to have dinner with them and Paula. We had done brunch separately from from them. But anyway, the, I thought the, the dinner meal and the company were just really fantastic. And honestly, part of the highlight of that was that Nathan and Amelia also had such a great time. So he, I, when we got back to the room that night, Nathan sort of recounted for me there how they explored the ship. And he was just like so excited. His face like lit up telling us about, you know, how they, what they had gotten up to while we were at dinner in Paula. So that was super fun. I would honestly say the other highlight for me, well, it's a toss up between Frozen because Frozen is always amazing. And honestly, our time in the French Quarter Lounge watching, um, I think her name is Ella Trick. Um, this wonderful female performer who plays guitar and sings, just kind of sitting there enjoying a hurricane, listening to her sing and play was really fabulous. And of course, meeting Cyrus in the, in the lounge as well, in the French Quarter Lounge as well. So those, I would give those to be my top three. <laughs> Brian, do you have a top three you would like to give now that I'm going to turn the tables on you? Yeah, I mean, look, I got to echo dinner with uh, Sarah, Amelia, and Paul was just fabulous all the way around, whether it was in Palo or the main dining room, just fabulous to meet listeners on board. If you're ever sailing on a cruise with us, please let us know because we love to join dining and meet listeners and just make friends. Like That's why we started the show is to make friends and we've made that in abundance. And so we always have room for more friends. So uh, if you're ever sailing with us, let us know. So yeah, that was definitely a highlight for me. I think the tree lighting ceremony was a real highlight for me. It was just so beautiful in that atrium. And they turned out all the lights and it got dark and then they lit up the tree. The later party that they did where Elsa was making it snow in the atrium was so magical. And like this time I plan to get video and I want to be down on the floor again. And it was just it was so, so, so much fun. Um, and then for me, the hi- highlight is always just getting some time to relax, uh, whether it's in the adult pool or the main pool, watching Funnel Vision. Like I just like to be out in the fresh sea air on deck, getting a little sun, uh, just relaxing. And uh, yeah, so that was great for me. Sam, one big opportunity that you saw on the last cruise, something that you wish they would have done differently. I think we could use some updated menus in main dining. I'm not going to say that any of them are bad. Animator's palette, I thought, and and you heard this from Sarah's review, I, I didn't think the food was as good a quality as it normally is, other than the truffle presets, which were great. But yeah, I think we could use some new menus. I'm looking forward to this cruise in particular because we will on Christmas Day evening. (laughs) Um, That night we will have a special Christmas menu, which spoiler is like the same, I think, as the Thanksgiving menu. Um, But yeah, I am looking forward just to a different menu. I, I do wish that they would update some of the menus. I think we they've done a really nice job on the wish with having new menus. So that's an area I think that these ships could could improve on. Just having some new choices. Yeah, I mean, I've already talked about noise level and mustard drills, so I'm going to skip those for a second. I, I will say, I really think they have to figure out embark disembark process here in San Diego because I have heard nothing but kind of complaints this season around delays at embarkation because of customs and border patrol delays and Im- disembarkation due to customs and border. So, like, I know it's probably not Disney. But something's got to get figured out here because it should not take hours to disembark a ship at the end of the day. And people are trying to get to flights and all that sort of stuff. So I'll just say I really hope that they figure out kind of a smoother process. Today's been fantastic. So I think it really is a problem with too many ships in port. Although the disembark process today, I've never stood in the line as long as I did to do customs and border protection, to check passports. We must have stood in line for 20 minutes to have that done. And it's never taken us more than maybe five to 10 minutes in Port Canaveral to have that stuff checked. So I I don't know what's going on, but I really hope they figure that out. All right, Sam, I'm going to start, but I want you to give uh, two things that you didn't get to do on the last cruise 
that you're going to do on this cruise. And I'm going to start by saying the two things that I want to get done on this cruise that we didn't do on the last one. I really want to do the DVC meetup, member meetup, uh, since we're DVC members. They have not had those on a lot of the sailings we've been on since the restart. And so I actually kind of like going to those and seeing the other DVC members on board. Uh, I also love to when they do the part where people raise their hands and how many points they own because it's always kind of fun to see. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to the DVC member meetup. I may try to hit up the D23 experience at sea that they do, which is kind of a pared down set of announcements from Disney. But I feel like we're so in tune with all the announcements that Disney has made. I'm not sure I'm going to learn anything new there. So I'm actually going to say the one thing I really want to do on the next cruise is see Black Panther finally in one of the theaters. So we have not seen Black Panther yet. They're also showing Avatar Way of Water on this trip. But I think we're going to wait until we get home to see that because it's a between Black Panther and Avatar, it's like six hours worth of movie watching time. And I'm just not down for that much time. Uh, but I think we're going to try to see Black Panther on this sailing. I think that'll be really fun. Say, so what's two things that you didn't get to do last time that you want to do this time? I want to do holiday trivia. So that's something I they don't have on the regular cruises. Obviously, there's tons of trivia. They have a holiday trivia that's been that that they've run a couple of times on the this first cruise that I see they will be running on this second cruise and I just didn't get a chance to go to it. The times never worked out. I will say it seemed to conflict with the Hanukkah service quite a bit. So if it does again, I might have to miss one night of the communal uh Hanukkah candle lighting and just do it on my own. So yeah, holiday trivia is one. You know the other thing that we didn't do that I feel like we need to do is we need to meet Santa and Mrs. Claus and get a holiday photo. Um, we have we didn't do any. We did events like the tree lighting and the winter wonderland and the I can't even remember. But one other thing where Santa and Mrs. Claus were there, but we didn't go to any of the meet and greets with Santa and Mrs. Claus. Mrs. Claus is also doing a story uh, storytelling which we did do on our prior maritime cruise in November, but I would like to maybe stop at that one. But the more important thing is probably the the picture with Santa and Mrs. Claus. We didn't really take, to be fair, almost any pictures other than dining room pictures and embarkation day picture. So we need some pictures. All right. Well, we are going to wrap it up there as we get ready to re-embark the Disney Wonder out of San Diego for what will be a bit of a Groundhog Day cruise. But we are going to try some new things, as we just said. I'm not sure we'll actually get off in either of the ports this time. We may just focus on hanging out on the ships. Port days are great days to be up on the pool deck because it's usually empty. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to our next uh, five-ish days here on board and five nights on board. Looking forward to spending Christmas uh, on board. And, uh, yeah, we're having a great time and we will be back to talk about our second leg in a in a little bit but for now we're gonna stop there and say happy holidays and a merry christmas to everyone and thanks for listening see you real soon as always thank you so much out there for listening to our show this week please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the dcl duo each week please also head over to apple Podcasts and leave us those five star reviews and if you leave us a written review we will read it on the air in our main show each and every week we love connecting with you our listeners and hearing your feedback so head over there leave us a review if you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo you can also connect with our show via our voicemail line. If you'd like to send us a question, a comment, or otherwise have us address your feedback on the air, then just leave us a message at 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can always browse to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for our vlog. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash Duo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for making this show happen each and every month. We also really appreciate our amazing show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. <laughs>